Welcome to Agents of Nothing, an episode-by-episode recap and analysis from the perspectives of a veteran and a new recruit. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. Pressing record. Okay. Good morning, Agents of Nothing, and welcome to our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. We are your commanding officers. I'm Mariah. And I'm Caroline. And today we're going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 18, Frenemy of My Enemy. Yeah! So, Mariah, how was your week? It's been good. Um, I was notified today that it's been a year since my video went viral as of recording this. So, for those of you who don't know, the reason why this podcast started was because I made a video um, about my dad who passed away and how much the show meant to the both of us and how m- much of my memories are like wrapped up yeah. in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that went a little bit bit viral. <laughs> and um, A little mini viral. A little mini viral. <laughs> and a bunch of people from the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast and crew saw it and a bunch of people in the fandom saw it and all of that just inspired me to make this podcast with Caroline. Yeah. So cool. I'm so excited. This is like the coolest (laughs) journey that we've ever taken together. And it's been really fun. Yeah. Also, my birthday is coming up. By the time this airs, it will have already passed and I'll be 28. Hello from the past 28 year old me. (laughs) You're old. I'm old. You're a grandmother. (laughs) <laughs> 16 I'm a grandmother so Caroline how was your week um, mine was very bittersweet um, I have a friend who's moving away and we like only just started being friends and so I'm really sad about it cause like I could see us being like really close <laughs> And now she's moving across the country. So we, like, um, did a bunch of... We have hung out, like, three times in the last week. Just because I was like, we got to get memories in. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we went to, like, trivia. And then we went to a Taylor Swift sing-along, of course, obviously. And then yesterday I was off and she had, like... we, We took all of her plants because she, she was like do you want any of my plants because I can't take them and so I asked David and he was like yes I want all of them without <laughs> no question <laughs> um so she brought her plants over and then I was like do you want this bag that you brought them in back and she was like oh yeah I do so I was like okay so I brought it over to her I literally I said I had other stuff that I was doing that day and I was going to be in the area I did not I <laughs> so I, like, I was like here's what I'm doing today I'm gonna drive over to her house and drop off this bag and then go home <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like I was trying really hard not to cry while I was like saying goodbye to her um, because I'm pretty sure that would have made her uncomfortable and I was I was holding on by a thread like <laughs> I was I I was doing really good and then I was like I was like okay well I can't see I can't wait to see you in September and like <laughs> and then 
just beelined it back to my car. <laughs> um, so, and then apparently, because her girlfriend I'm also very close with, and so she was like, she was like, were you about to cry when you were leaving? And I was like, yeah, obviously. And she was like, I told her she didn't believe me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Hannah, if you're listening, I was about to cry and I miss you and I love you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get started. So this episode was written by Monica Wusu-Breen and Paul Zibachevsky and directed by Karen Gaviola. Marvel teamed up with Nathan Fox on the poster for The Frenemy of My Enemy, which depicts Ward, Kara, and Bakshi in Hydra Red, Coulson, Hunter, and Fitz in Shield Blue, and Deathlock Neutral. They are all featured together just as the season is pulling together all of its different plot lines. Interesting. I like that. So, who do we meet in this episode? God damn it, I didn't write that down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, first of all, I was reminded that Agent 33's name is Kara. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, like, most way through the episode, I was calling her Agent 33, and then I was like, oh shit, okay, it's Kara. (laughs) <laughs> and then I think that's it. The only new characters. Yeah, I think so. I've, I'm sensing a pattern so far that by the end of the season, they're like, that's enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of new people. Yeah. So, all right, let's get into this. Okay. So we open in San Francisco, California. Fitz is dressed in a very cute gray suit with his cute little glasses. I loved it. Um, he realizes he's being followed, so he takes off running, and his tail gives chase. Fitz leads them into a parking garage and then up the stairs to the roof, where he suddenly disappears. His pursuers chase after him and run around the empty rooftop until they smack headfirst into the side of Colson's invisible Quinjet before they take off and fly away. They didn't show the hand dryer thing. I noticed last that. episode. <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> like, what does it mean? <laughs> Somebody tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote the last episode? We need to DM them. <laughs> yeah. What happened? So Fitz sees Mike piloting and asks where his upgrades came from. But Colson quickly interrupts and tells Fitz to buckle up. I thought that that was interesting. That Coulson is still keeping secrets. And now we know that that was a now secret. Now we know he's keeping secrets. Mm-hmm. We see you, Coulson. We see you. Sneaky bitch. Philip. Um, anyway, so <laughs> Hunter and Coulson <laughs> explain that they're on a mission to find Sky, but they need to find out if and what Hydra knows about Gordon. Fitz says that that makes sense, desperate times and all, so he says he's in. And then Coulson decides to let him know that they will be attempting to make a deal with fucking Ward. What a terrible position to put Fitz in. Literally. That's, it was so fucked. (laughs) Coulson, we're mad at you right now. We love you, but we're mad at you. (laughs) I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. (laughs) Yeah. Have you learned nothing? Especially with Fitz, like, literally all he ever wanted is not to be lied to. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. So, Hydra head, Dr. List, is examining the dead body of Ethan Johnston. I thought that that was weird that that guy only had one random line in the last episode. Poor Ethan. Yeah. 
I don't think we even included it because it was just so yeah. Like, I was nothing. like, I didn't see why there he would be in there. <laughs> Poor guy. The other Hydra agents inform List that Ethan was killed due to 37 hours of experimentation, a.k.a. torture. That's insane. And he's not the only one. So List tells them to, to add him to the collection, basically. Jesus. God. Jai Ying visits Cal so that he can thank her for the dinner with Sky. He says it was almost perfect, except that Sky is still scared of him. And whose fault is that? <laughs> <laughs> this, okay, this episode was very frustrating, but there were some really good lines that made me laugh a lot. <laughs> he says that he wasn't always this way, and he wishes that she could have known him when he was calm and clear-headed. Ying says it's a waste of time to lament the people that they used to be. Cal apologizes for the tough spot that he's put her in by just being there, especially since he's not like the rest of them, and promises not to cause any more trouble while he waits for their next family dinner. Ying says that she'll have Gordon take Cal to go pick up some of his belongings so he can feel more at home. I did think that it was interesting that she was totally willing to just ab- abandon him, to, yeah. <laughs> to just drop him off and then never hear from him again. Like, not even explain it. Like, that. I know that you're not the same people anymore, but that was your husband. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's some other stuff going on there. <laughs> <laughs> so Skye and Lincoln are hanging out, playing a board game. But Skye is very distracted thinking about her family dinner. She says that she was surprised by how much she actually enjoyed it. She also mentions that Jaying is sending Cal away, but she doesn't think that this is a very good idea either. Um, she's afraid that someone will get hurt when he inevitably gets upset. I was very confused by this because I was like, you asked her to send him away. Yeah. Hello? Maybe, I mean, I guess maybe she changed her mind after the dinner because that was before she went in, right? Yeah. So maybe... After, once she was like, oh, I'm actually, like, kind of enjoying getting to know him um, now that, like, he's not killing anybody currently. <laughs> <laughs> but then also, like, maybe she thought about it more because she at first she's like, I just want him gone. I just don't want him here. Um, but then she was like, wait a minute, there would be consequences to that. How And, like, she didn't really have time to think about that before, I guess, or, like, discuss what that would mean. But you're right, she did. This is literally (laughs) what she asked for. (laughs) Lincoln suggests that she talk to Jaying. He says, she's your mom. Sky! You already told someone the secret! (laughs) Didn't we learn our lesson the last time you told a man a very important secret? (laughs) Oh, Sky. She specifically said, don't tell anyone. And then immediately, (laughs) Lincoln knows. I know he's very cute and he's very nice so far. (laughs) What? (laughs) Blows my mind. (laughs) So, Mac and Morse are doing some MMA-style sparring in the gym as they discuss the goings-on of the real shield. 
quote, real shields. <laughs> they both agree that Simmons is stalling on getting the toolbox open, but they also both agree that the organization has lost sight of who the true enemy is, and it's not Coulson. Because they're bringing in some heavy-duty laser to cut open the box, Simmons finally admits to May that this box is a fake. And why would they think that cutting it open with a laser would help, though? <laughs> like, surely that would just cut through whatever circuits and gadgetry would be in there. <laughs> they don't think it's like a real box that just has things in it, do they? <laughs> it's tiny. <laughs> Maybe the thought is that the vibranium is so strong that it, like... It would only cut through the vibranium, but then how do you get it to work still? Yeah. So you're going to break it. <laughs> Interesting logic there. What a, what a great way to get what you want out of it. <laughs> um, so over in Tijuana, um, Coulson and Mike find Agent 33, Kara, about to run. And then using her phone, Coulson calls Ward. And their whole, like... Hey, baby. Hey, sweetie. We should catch up. I love that. I literally had to watch that like four times because it was it made me laugh so much. <laughs> um, also, I would like for either one of them to say those words to me. That would be great. <laughs> I just kept thinking, like, I really wish that I didn't hate Ward so much because that was just it was good. <laughs> He did look very good in this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brett Dalton looked very good. <laughs> <laughs> Clarify that. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Okay. So Mike is sitting with Kara and asks if she has any more of those nano masks. She says no, and he says, well, at least I have my winning personality. <laughs> <laughs> I missed him so much. <laughs> Ward arrives, and things are, well tense between him and Mike. Mike disarms him and Ward goes over to sit with Coulson. Ward is a little too smug when he brings up that Coulson called him a deluded son of a bitch when Ward last suggested that they work together. <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> um, Coulson was right, sorry. Yeah. But Coulson just breezes right past that <laughs> and just offers his deal. Help S.H.I.E.L.D. and Coulson will let him walk free. <laughs> Je m'excuse. What? <laughs> I, I literally, I stopped at that moment because I was like, that's fucked up. What are you talking about? <laughs> Ward is skeptical, of course. So uh, Coulson continues. Ward would get Coulson inside Hydra to Strucker and List, and then Coulson would put Ward through the Tahiti protocol to wipe his memories before letting him go totally free. Another line that I really liked, Ward being like, I like who I am, and Coulson saying, a murderer and a traitor. <laughs> get him. Literally. <laughs> Coulson says that Ward clearly has some good at him since he obviously cares about Kara. So he plans to remove the memories of Garrett and Ward's family, all the bad, and only leave behind the man that Ward wants to be to allow him to start over. That's actually kind of sweet. Yeah. It doesn't sound too bad. And I'm, you know, I might give him a chance if they did that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> 
So Morse and May arrive in the lab as Simmons is pretending that yet another method hasn't worked. She really has gotten better at lying. (laughs) But May tells her to stop because Morse already knows. Morse says that she understands that Simmons isn't sure who to trust right now. And Simmons gives a major side eye to May right there. Understandably. (laughs) May orders her to tap into Mike Peterson's feed and find out where Coulson and Fitz are right now. Simmons just says, I'll keep you both updated. Which means she's going to (laughs) stall. But for I'm... I'm sure May has a plan right now, but she's pissing me off. (laughs) (laughs) So Fitz is still extremely conflicted about this deal with Ward. Even regresses for a moment, so Hunter finishes his sentence for him, agreeing that he doesn't like this either, but unfortunately it's part of the job. Expedient alliances with despicable characters. Literally a perfect quote. I loved that. (laughs) Writers, you did good. (laughs) Fitz asks if Hunter would work with Morse again. And Hunter's like, absolutely not. You got me there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But he says that while Ward is a psychopath, for now they have the opportunity to use him to stay a step ahead of Hydra. And since their options are pretty limited, he's kind of the best option they have right now. I'm with Fitz, though. This fucking sucks. And they should have just let Sky kill him. (laughs) (laughs) So this title is a play on the phrase, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, meaning that people can set aside their differences and work together when they are fighting a common enemy. In this case, the enemy is Hydra and the frenemy is Ward, since he used to be Hydra but is now at odds with them. I do love the title of this. (laughs) It's excellent. (laughs) Um, so Jaying and Gordon are discussing Reyna and how if precognition is her gift, she would be the first of her kind. Gordon leaves when Skye arrives to talk about the Cal of it all. Jaying is more concerned with the people at the afterlife being in danger from Cal, and Skye is concerned about the people he would hurt outside after being sent away. But Jaying won't change her mind, though. He's not one of them, and he can't stay here. Them's the rules. So Mike pulls up to an oil drill with Ward and Kara to meet Coulson. And (laughs) Coulson just standing there, like, alone in this field being like, Mom, I throwed up. (laughs) God, that made me laugh so much. (laughs) So Mike goes to talk to Coulson while Ward and Kara stay in the car. Ward is uneasy because May isn't there, so Coulson must be hiding something from them. Why would Coulson ever tell you the whole truth? (laughs) Kara doesn't want Ward to go through with this, though, and she's sad because she was excited about them starting a life together here in Mexico. Ward promises that he won't let them go through with the memory wipe and that they will eventually get another house somewhere else and all will be okay. So the four of them open the trunk of the car and see our good friend Bakshi, aka BHG, trapped there. He says he's more than happy to comply. (laughs) Sky goes to visit Cal, and he's so excited to see her, and he's excited about this trip home. Sky assumes that home would be China, but he says that he was only ever supposed to be in China for two weeks, volunteering for Doctors Without Borders. And then he met Jaying and fell in love. Fell in love in two weeks. Fell in lust. (laughs) Because technically what he said, actually, what he said was, I met your mother and I couldn't leave. 
Interesting. <laughs> Interesting wording. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm. I don't know if that means anything. But <laughs> now, if something does happen, I can say that I guessed it. <laughs> 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 anyway, but his actual home was Milwaukee. He offers to take her there sometimes, so Skye suggests that she go with him the next day. Sky, what did you do? <laughs> Jiaying is pissed. And I didn't like the line that she said about the people you think you're responsible for. Sky doesn't have to be responsible for strangers to not want innocence to become collateral damage in one of Cal's tantrums. But I digress. <laughs> Very motherly. Yeah. Sky assures Jiaying that she can soften the blow by giving Cal this news herself. Um, and promising that they aren't abandoning him and that she can still come visit him. Over on the Quinjet, Colson, Hunter, and Fitz all sit on one wall, while Ward, Bakshi, and Kara all sit on the opposite side, <laughs> which was very, very like middle school dance of them, and I loved it. <laughs> Fitz is barely keeping it together, being in Ward's presence, understandably. Hunter even puts a hand over Fitz's to keep him from drawing his weapon. And honestly, I'm so glad that Fitz has at least one friend that didn't betray him <laughs> yet. And so Coulson is discussing the plan with the other side. During a lull in the conversation, Ward, <laughs> fucking Ward, decides to try to say hi to Fitz. He's like, so, Fitz, how you doing? Fuck, that fucking asshole. I hate him so much. What? At that, I wrote, oh, fuck off, Ward. Literally. God, I hate him. I hate him so much. And he knew. He knew what was going to happen. And what happened was Fitz explodes. Hunter and Coulson just barely catch him in time before he can attack Ward. And I wish that they hadn't. Fitz tries a different tactic and reminds Coulson that Bakshi and Ward are the same, which means that Bakshi will double cross them the second he gets in contact with any Hydra agent. Coulson says that Mike will be going in to prevent just that. That way they can all watch through Mike's eye. And even though List's instructions were for BHG to come alone, Bakshi is known for being able to talk his way out of anything. Even brainwash. Uh-huh. Damn. So May checks in on Simmons to see how her hack is going. Simmons is pissed that May not only threw Fitz under the bus to Morris, but also that May seems to be on their side. May reminds her that Other Shield raided their entire base for that box, so if they knew Simmons was the mastermind behind stealing it from them, she would be in a cell right now. She swears that she's not trying to take sides, she's just trying to find out the truth of Coulson's reasoning for hiding so much from them. And I understand that, but it's also, like, pissing me off. <laughs> they were being so loud during this scene, I was so nervous. <laughs> I was like, whisper! Whisper! <laughs> Literally. <laughs> So Gordon drops Cal and Sky off in Milwaukee. And the captions still say Zabel. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so Cal tries to show Sky around, but it seems a lot has changed since he was last living here. So he starts telling her all the plans that he and Jayin had for her. How they wanted to raise her in Milwaukee. They even had a school picked out close to Cal's practice so that he could drop her off and pick her up on his commute. Eventually, it gets awkward again, and sad, thinking about the life that was stolen from all of them. 
So in this scene, Cal notes that there was a charter school nearby which they had planned to send her to. However, Skye was born in 1988, and there were no charter schools in the U.S. in 1988. Really? When did they start? Oh, well, I don't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, hang on, sorry. (laughs) First charter school in the U.S. In 1992. Uh, (laughs) So it would have been just in time for us. Yeah. Except for we didn't go to charter schools. (laughs) <laughs> we went to Catholic schools. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Colson's band of misfits watch as Mike accompanies Bakshi into the meeting with List. But very quickly, Bakshi starts going off script and offers Mike to List to add to his collection of powered people to experiment on what the fuck. Obviously they did not do a good job brainwashing him. <laughs> <laughs> When Coulson realizes that they've been sold out, he and Hunter draw their weapons on Ward and Kara, while Ward takes Fitz's gun and Kara holds a knife to Fitz's neck. Why do they always threaten Fitz? Let him go! He didn't do nothing! Literally! Like, once again, like, literally, Ward tried to kill him, and now you're holding a knife to his neck. I... Fuck them. I hate them. (laughs) Ward explains that they wouldn't have been able to get in with Bakshi alone, and Deathlock needed to be part of the deal. So say that from the beginning, you piece of shit! What? Eventually, everyone calms down, and also this is where I was reminded that Agent 33 had a name, so... (laughs) Anyway, um, List gets an alert, so his plane starts taking off, so Coulson tails them. Sky and Cal are still on the hunt for some ice cream, but haven't found any yet. Any, uh, but haven't found any yet. Sky makes a joke about getting some malt liquor instead, and Cal's like, "Oh, I learned something about you. You're funny." <laughs> okay, we don't have to be that surprised though, Cal. <laughs> Maybe he's surprised because he's not funny. <laughs> he's like, "Well, you didn't get it from me." <laughs> Cal almost starts a fight with a guy that Skye runs into, but Skye de-escalates and sends Cal into the liquor store to check for ice cream there. While he's in there, she pulls out the phone that she pickpocketed and calls May to come help once Skye breaks the news to Cal that he's not going back to the afterlife. That was a very clean pickpocket, though. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Good for her. It was so clean, I was like, where'd she get a phone from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once Cal comes back out and they keep walking, we see Lincoln spying on them from across the street. And Lincoln's fucking sneaky, bro. <laughs> I <laughs> I said, I knew she shouldn't have told him her secret. Actually, just kidding. Jiaying told him to keep an eye on them. <laughs> if I had waited another two seconds. <laughs> just two more seconds. Um... Anyway, so Gordon goes back to check in with Jiaying and tells her that he's worried about Ethan um, because he wasn't at the pickup spot that they agreed on. So they need to figure out how, and more importantly, who took him. As Coulson's crew listens in, List tells Bakshi that they are making a stop before they get to Strucker. He starts talking about uh, a quantum entanglement, and Fitz realizes that they must be referring to Gordon 
and accidentally mentions Skye, which of course piques Ward's interest. I thought Ugh. you were over her, Ward. Right? She shot you. <laughs> I thought that was it for you. Four times, as you pointed out. <laughs> <laughs> if I was Kara in this episode, I'd be like, we're done. It's over. <laughs> So Cal takes Skye back to his old office. Skye sees his last name on the door. Johnson. He says he changed it to something more sinister when he went on the run. Yes, because Zabo certainly sends shivers down my spine. <laughs> Before she enters the room, Skye just looks at the nameplate and says, Daisy Johnson. Huh. Just trying it out. See how it feels. I loved it. <laughs> Sky's real name is revealed to be Daisy Johnson, a character better known in the Marvel comics as Quake. Cool. And I really like that in the comics, Daisy Johnson is not Asian. Oh. But, like, after Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. came out, I think now Daisy in the comics looks like Chloe Bennett. Oh, cool. That's nice. When art imitates life. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so inside, Skye learns that they have similar taste in knickknacks, um, and that Cal actually owns this building, which is why all of his stuff is still there. And I like that he was like, I'm not rich, but you would have been comfortable. <laughs> you own a building. <laughs> Cal continues to reminisce and pulls out the old medical kit that he inherited from his grandfather that he used to put Jiayang back together. This is when I realized I did spoil that. I was like, oh, okay. They they do say it. <laughs> it is. It's like a very small line, though. Like, almost a throwaway line. Yeah. They were, maybe, everybody was asking questions. They were like, oh, we should probably, like, put something in here. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, we thought you were all going to just accept it. Yeah, yeah. We thought you'd just forget. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Sky realizes that Cal is still in love with Jiayang. He thinks that they're all just back together now and can pick up where they left off. Sky tries to disagree without breaking the news just yet um, when they hear someone in the other room. They find Lincoln spying on them, and Cal starts to get angry that Jiang and them don't trust him with his daughter. Cal realizes that Sky had an ulterior motive to spending the day with him, and he gets even angrier. Lincoln says her name as he keeps her from getting too close to Cal, and Cal loses it. He throws Lincoln through the wall, yelling, her name is Daisy. <laughs> Every time that man yells, it makes me laugh. <laughs> so unserious. As Cal is going through his little villain monologue, Hydra arrives to their building. Lincoln is about to shock Cal when a Hydra agent comes around the corner, so he shocks them instead. Skye immediately recognizes Hydra. Cal says that he can hold off the other Hydra agents while Lincoln gets Sky out of there, and then Lincoln tells Sky to run so that he can help Cal hold them off. <laughs> and then they have a nice little, like, random fall moment so that she can be on top of him as if this is a rom-com meet-cute kind of thing. I noticed um, that. I was like, <laughs> what exactly did they trip over? Right. They just fell through the wall. <laughs> that was very interesting. <laughs> So Skye runs around a corner and Mike spots her. Coulson heads out to get her and tells Ward, don't even think about it. And I felt the same. <laughs> but we all know, we all know what he's going to do. If there's one thing that man has, it's the audacity. Mm -hmm. And the obsession with Skye. <laughs> um, 
So Lincoln finds Mike and starts trying to shock him. God damn it, Lincoln. (laughs) This causes Fitz to lose access to Mike's feed, and he also notices that someone is trying to hack their way into the feed as well. Did it cause him to lose access, or was that just because Simmons was trying to hack her way in? I think it was both. Okay. That's what I thought, but now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know. Maybe she, like, kicked him off. (laughs) (laughs) So Coulson tells Hunter, Ward, and Kara to keep moving while he goes to find Skye. And fucking Ward follows Coulson instead, obviously. Goddamn creep. (laughs) So then Kara accidentally? Question mark? Maybe (laughs) shoots Hunter when she was apparently aiming for a Hydra agent. I I honestly could not tell if that was on purpose or not. I guess it was supposed to be an accident. I couldn't even tell who shot him. I was like, where did where did that bullet come from? <laughs> was it Hydra or was it Kara? It was her. It was her. So Ward and Coulson find Mike knocking out Lincoln. Mike tells them that not only is Lincoln powered, but he's assuming that Lincoln was protecting Skye. Just before Coulson runs off to continue looking for Skye, Simmons finally hacks her way into Mike's feed and sees Coulson with Ward. God damn it, Ward! (laughs) Ruining things! Fuck, I hate him. (laughs) Once they leave, Bakshi walks in to find an exhausted Lincoln and Mike and says that they are taking them both. Of fucking course they are. Of course they are. Fucking Bakshi. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Skye makes it to the top floor and finally sees Coulson. She hesitates when she sees Ward, understandably, um, but starts running to Coulson. And I... Her running to him made me emotional. (laughs) (laughs) Gordon appears in order to take her out of here, even though she's protesting. And then Cal shows up and joins the, like, port key formation just in time. (laughs) (laughs) Kara shows up helping Hunter walk as Coulson is realizing that he almost had her and now he has to figure out what to do next. Oh my god, so much happened. <laughs> yeah. And now it's time for the post-content content! <laughs> that makes me laugh every time we do that. <laughs> Mac and Morris arrive less than an hour after Hydra left the building and find Coulson waiting for them. He surrenders and says that he will tell them all about what happened here back at the base. Executive producer Jeffrey Bell explained the frenemy of my enemy's place in the overarching story of the season, saying that it really sets up nicely the final hour, which I think kind of moves like a train. If you had gone to see a 22-hour movie, this sort of launches us into Act 3, where everything starts coming together. So we've got S.H.I.E.L.D. 2.0, and we've got HYDRA, and we've got Inhumans, and we've got Ward, and we've got all these different Fred... Freds? Freds. We've got all these different Freds. Um, and we've got all these different threads, and we're starting to put those together in new combinations in new ways, and that will pro- pro- and that will propel us into the last four episodes. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to the last few episodes of this season. We're in Act Three, baby. Baby. So, overall thoughts. Most of all, I'm so frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> like. They knew exactly what would happen if they trusted these very untrustworthy people and then were proven right. Like, (laughs) (sighs) 
So one last fun fact. This episode, along with the Dirty Half Dozen, the next episode, takes place before the events of Avengers Age of Ultron. Oh, okay. I know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) I do not. I do not know what that means. Maybe we'll see references to Age of Ultron in the episodes afterward. I don't know. Okay. I I will not catch those references. I I will I'll <laughs> tell you about them. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so that concludes our episode on season two, episode eighteen, "Frenemy of My Enemy." Yeah. Next week we'll be covering season two, episode nineteen, "The Dirty Half Dozen." So stay tuned for that. Okay, bye. Bye. Love you. Bye.